Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. We hope you enjoy the show and please feel free to leave us a review. It really does help. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk or our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast. Amazing star, she's back. She's back for more. Hey, yay, came back for more. She came back for more, so I didn't I didn't scare you off too much last time. It's about a year as well, wasn't it, last time? Is it? I, I can't true. believe how quick these things are going. It's May already. Can you believe that? Yeah, and it'll go fast now because summer's coming, isn't it? So don't even want to think about that. I want to enjoy the summer as much as possible this year. Yes. Just Grab it. But you're in Turkey. I know. It's <laughs> summer nearly all the time. Yeah. So that's just not fair. <laughs> it's not, though. It's like there's a winter. So I've just come out of a winter. And actually, it's the first winter that I've ever been here because I moved out here last September. And so I didn't really know much about it. And you go, oh, this is fine. Because September, October, November is still amazing. And then I was going to and fro back from the UK to Turkey, sorting all my stuff out in England so I could move here. Uh, December's not too bad. Um, and then as you get into January, February, March, what happens here is, is the weather's still nice. It's like hardly, it's it's sunshine. And then sometimes it rains. It's, it, there was two weeks where it was really cold. But people get really grumpy here really grumpy because they're not earning any money there's no tourism um and everything shuts down and so there's a there's something quite beautiful about it because everything slows all the way down i slept a lot in the winter um uh, but also it's just you're i did feel very isolated very alone so i had to learn to sit in my aloneness this winter so it was a good lesson though and what did you learn from that lesson um when I came out to Turkey I was dating and I decided I was dating um and then I kind of I always think dating relationships are another lesson in learning more about yourself and I don't believe there is the one I believe there's many ones uh what I learned about myself because one of the main reasons I moved to Turkey was because I wanted to get out of the rush the pressure of the western world um and i don't want to overcommit myself all the time because that led me down to three breakdowns and I had a really destructive past. So I wanted a lifestyle which was much simpler. Um, so one, I realized I didn't want to date anymore. I realized I was just dabbling and not really, I, uh, I don't know, I was just trying, maybe I was trying to fill a void or maybe, maybe I was, I think I was dating because I thought I should be dating. Gotcha. I, I know I wanted to have sex, so I did that. I did that on many occasions and then realised I didn't I don't like hookups anymore. I'm not thirty. I used to have lots of hookups in my thirties. Um I realised I didn't like random hookups. I felt very awkward and, and what I noticed about myself is I was drinking. Uh I don't really like drinking. I stopped drinking um in the winter out here. Um so one I realised I didn't want to uh, well, one I realised I didn't want to date two i realized i didn't really want to drink so what i did was slowly get rid of all my vices and so i was left with my emotions and me yeah. uh, so i had to really feel them because i don't believe that life is all happy and love and light and unicorns flying all over the place love is 
sorry, life is and love is, is a, a series of lessons um, and ups and downs. And we have to be able to manage ourselves within that and not get carried away. So what I learned about myself is that I can handle whatever comes my way on another level. Like I've always learned this about myself since I stopped being an addict, but it's like, actually I can move through this. And what that does in the process, it builds up a tenacity in oneself because I believe we have to be tenacious. It builds up a robustness in oneself. So I believe that I need to be robust because I'm choosing at the moment to be a single woman. I'm 52 uh, in a strange country where hardly anyone, I know hardly anybody most of the time. Um, and I learned that in the process of all of this is I'm cultivating a deeper relationship with myself because I cannot get away from myself. <laughs> um, I cannot outrun myself. Yeah, I cannot outrun myself, so I have to learn to be with myself because, and the way that I live my life is I'm always getting myself ready for my next decade. I'm getting myself ready for my 60s, right? Yeah. So, as and I know as we get older, life gets harder because we're decaying we're one day closer to dying than we were yesterday um so i need to be able to manage myself and i i learned so much about myself because by extracting myself from all the busyness and the nonsense that goes on in the uk and the us um that you just you're left with yourself you're left with how you deal with yourself every single day without turning to numbing out through booze, food, uh, watching TV. I stopped watching TV. I went back to the gym after like a three or four year break. Um, I haven't got a car, so I cycle everywhere. Um, and just, yeah, it's just like this real lesson in being okay with less. Yes. Being okay with less because mm my core wounding so because i'm a psychotherapist is it was always i'm not enough i'm not enough or there's something wrong with me and what i've come to realize and what i see with over and over again with all the women i work with is that we're not broken it's that we're wounded we're wounded and we have to learn how to manage our wounds and our wounds will never go away here's here's another one our wounds will never go away that's what some people think we have to learn to have humbleness and pay reverence to them because they can turn up unexpectedly one night. Um, there's a quote by Joe Dyden and she says, you have to be on speaking terms with all parts of you because they will turn up at 4am in the morning wondering why you're not talking to them. So in Turkey, even though it is challenging, um, I am able to manage myself way better. I'm able to manage myself way better. And um, it's still a choice, a choice of not going down these old pathways, which I've chosen in the past. And my past was, was a cocaine addict, an alcoholic, abusive relationships, I spent all my money, I went bankrupt. Um, and I just was, I was irresponsible. And so I'm all about uh, being responsible practical have discipline with myself all the things that people think oh i don't want to do that it sounds boring but i'm like we're all getting older mm. you have to do this because 
when I'm another 20 years on, I need to know that I've got money or I've got a source of income so I can choose not to work at 70 or 65. Is that the plan? So you talked about like you're planning now for your next decade. What? So what is the plan for Star in 10 years time? Um, I was thinking about that and I was like, and, I, and here's the other thing is like, your brain is really clever. Your subconscious is really clever and whatever you think about it will find and the easiest way for me to say that is like if we were sitting on a cafe having a cup of coffee and I said don't look at yellow cars Rebecca and all you would see for the rest of the day and probably the week is yellow cars so what I kept saying to myself I was like oh well you're at Turkey you're in Turkey now this is what you've always wanted to do what's next and I was like oh I don't know what's next and it was like getting myself in a bit of a tiz I, I suffer from anxiety so it's another reason why this simple life suits me um and i don't want to say i suffer from anxiety i just i can fall into anxiety really easily so i just started to ask myself well, what is next what's available for you and i'll always in that availability of what's next there's fears because i have to step out of this comfort zone so even though this is a big leap for me to move from the uk i lived in my house in the uk for 20 years yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, to here. So that was a big leap. But now it's like, well, what's next? And I was like, oh, well, you put pressure on yourself, just allow yourself to be here. Then all of a sudden, things started to float back through. Uh, because I'm like, well, I don't know what's next. So I just allowed whatever needs to come through. And I, I know we've talked about this in the past, but I've been writing about my journey of coming back home to myself for the last 12 years. I have tried to write a book about this on so many occasions, but it's never gone anywhere. I don't feel now that that's a failure on my part. I feel like I tried, it wasn't the right time. I still don't feel it's the right time, but I, what I'm doing now is collating all my writings into one place. I'm sharing my writings now on platforms and I feel that there's a book in that. So I'd like to be an author, I'd like to be an author. I like to be on my own. I don't particularly want to be around people all the time. So I like the idea of writing books where it can change people's lives that way. I'd also really like to design clothes like design beautiful oh, yeah, I, I see you doing that yeah like caftans and then i can't see myself having a static place because then that means i'm stuck somewhere but you know i would really like to design beautiful caftans and just like loungewear for women that, that makes them feel amazingly comfortable so who knows whether that happens who knows where it's gonna go yeah but it's there and it's just like because the next thing what people do, because I got them to do this in my membership club, I said, um, what's your fantasies? And they were like, oh, no, I'm quite happy being me. I'm like, no, no, your fantasies. Let's drop into your fantasies. So here's the paradox. Some people just live in their fantasies and say, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And they never do anything. They never do anything. And that's why they feel stuck. But fantasies are great to frolic in because one, it gets your imagination really expanding and opening to the possibilities that's available for you. And then if you just allow yourself, you can't do this if you're rushing through life and you're, you're over committing yourself all the time. But if you allow yourself just to have those fantasies and then see if there's a desire that comes from it and that desire may come in five years time or it might come three months time then it's allowing yourself well <laughs> allowing yourself to walk into your fears feeling your fears and there's a book by debbie jeffries 
um, fill your fears and do it anyway, and then pursuing it. But most people, like say I just said I want to be a, an author or a fashion designer, most people will get bogged down. Well, how do I do that? I need to have a whole. Well, that's fucking... me. As you were saying that, ah, that was me. And I was thinking about I I can talk about like oh I'd like a farm with you know a big a big you know for, with my horses at home. That's like my big long term dream. Like my I'd love that. Mm. Um, but I don't. I I, I sort of. I sort of even struggle at times if I'm being honest with that like that aspiration because I then think well that's going to be a 1.4 million pound house and if I deduct my sold my house I'd get x and that'd be a mortgage of y and I'd need this much of a deposit because I sort of know all that stuff and then so I go into the the thinking mode and I yep. sort of don't explore that any further I just stop yeah, because it puts you into overwhelm and it literally, you can't see the wood for the trees because you've almost talked yourself out of it because you, you know too much as well. So the way that I would backtrack it, so maybe I want to be an author, maybe I want to, well, I already know I'm going to be an author. I already know I'm going to write this book. Like it's a given. So it's like, I don't know when it is. So there was another thing like, I want a house and I want to, I want great views from this house. And it won't be in England, it'll probably be here. Um, or it could be in another warm country. And the thing is that I have to backtrack it to the present moment right here, right now. And, and I have to go, well, who do I need to be to make that happen? Interesting question. Who do I need to be to make that happen? Which I think this is where we're going to springboard and talk about worth and asking for what we need and value. So mm. it's about showing up. This is how I've changed my life, right? Mm. I've changed my life many, many occasions. Um, the last time was in 2019, um, and then that's just been a snowball since then. So who do I need to be today? And so I have to be someone who is focused. And one of my words I say to myself over and over again is, I, my, my brain's got, I'm sure I'm a bit ADD, I really train my brain to be way more focused. But in the mornings, like there's certain things that I've got to do and my brain's over here and I'm, I'm like, focus focus and I it's discipline it's discipline means to teach so I'm teaching myself a different way to show up for myself this is um, really interesting Star, and I'm sorry to interrupt your flow um, but I think that is a really interesting point so my husband is been with 23 years forever <laughs> and he is very much in the masculine energy and he's extremely focused extremely dedicated he gets up at 4 or 5 a.m in the morning and works out beforehand like it's and, and so that sort of level of focus is quite, I find quite a masculine energy. And when I'm working, I've been around a lot of sort of feminine energy uh, uh, sort of situations over the last two or three months. And I'm hearing a lot about like leaning into yourself, understanding yourself, knowing who you are. Um, but I like the way that you put this because it seems to be like, who do I need to be? It's not about being in the masculine or it's leaning into yourself and trying to figure out who you are. It's like, these are my goals. These are my aspirations. Who do I need to be? But do you think that's, that could be quite hard for some people that are maybe they're already going, they're going through too much. They're going through stuff like surely they need to be in a good place before they can do right. it. Good play, right? Could, could, could be hard for people, right? I want to backtrack to your husband and I want to backtrack to masculine feminine and then I'm going to come back to a question. Your okay. husband can get up at 4 a.m. and do his workouts. Do you know why he can do that? It's not because he's in his masculine energy, he's because he's got you. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell him that. He'll appreciate well, I, I know, and I mean it. It's a patriarchal system. He's got a wife. Yeah. That's why he can do that. 
he doesn't have to go look after the kids he's got you yeah. right that's why he can do that and i bet you in you when you look at your marriage you do more of the brunt with the kids right it's yeah it tends to i mean he, i will give him his due he um, like he goes and feeds my little boy at six o'clock and does his breakfast he puts him to bed while i'm at the horses he does the dishwasher the washing he cooks dinner these are all normal three. things that people should do though these are yeah, all normal the, things, yeah right? like, i don't so want to put, I'm him, not... put him in the light of like i know some partners who have dinner on the table i'm not that yeah. kind of <laughs> so i'm not i was never dissing your husband i'm not no, 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 dissing no, him. No. And it's the it's the society that we're in yeah. that the reason he can get up is not because he's in his masculine energy. It's not that, right? Okay. And I'll, I'll come back to that. But it's because you're in a teamwork, he's able to do that, right? Because yeah, you've yeah, got kids. Okay. If he was on his own and he had the kids, he wouldn't be able to do that, right? Yeah, I mean, he... He wouldn't. He, I mean, yeah, maybe no, he would. But the thing is with men, the way men's brains work is that they can compartmentalise everything. Okay. Um, so he yeah. can put his workout in this box, he can put the kids in that box, he can put you in that box, he can put his mother-in-law in that box, he can put the horses in that box, work in that box. None of those boxes touch. Women's brains, we don't have that capacity till you get into menopause. That's why I love menopause, right? Because we end up turning more into the way that men think because all our hormones shift. Women's boxes are all fucking into murse. So your workout <laughs> is bled into your horses, which is bled into the kids, which is bled into the washing up, which is bled into your work. So you're like, oh my God, I can't do the horses because I've got the kids. And then I've got the horses. He's like, Pff. so that's why men and women think differently. Masculine and feminine energies is bullshit. It's, it's labeling, which the online world has got hold of and it's a way to make people think there's something wrong with them you need to be more in your feminine you're too in your masculine fuck that bullshit it's another way of labeling right labeling duality gets people's knickers in a twist it drives back into the notion that there's something wrong with them we all have a unique blend of masculine and feminine energies within us and what we have to learn, especially as we hit midlife, it's this real maturity level of learning about what works for me. I run mostly in my masculine. I run mostly in my masculine because I need to be structured. I need to be organized. And yet I know that at times I, I just go off and wander and potter around and, you know, so, but I don't have a go at myself. I don't label it that masculine or feminine. I label it like, when I'm organized and when I get up at seven o'clock, this works for me. When I get up at nine o'clock and then I'm chasing my tail for that doesn't work for me. So can you see that it's, I'm not labeling it. And so uh, there's an invitation to take the labels off masculine and feminine and just go, well, what works for me? Which yeah. then brings me back round to, you asked a question, I can't remember where it was about, but it was about, don't people have to be in a good place to know, to, to ask, well, what, uh, who do I need to be? No, yeah. because what what's the basis that you could ever be in a good place, right? I lived in self-destruction from the age of 11 to 46. I was never in a really fucking good place. That didn't stop me changing its attitude, right? So it's an mm -hmm. attitude shift. So shit happens in life. Shit could be happening right now. Someone could have cancer. Someone could be dying. You could be having an addiction to something. And where it starts and ends, it starts and ends with you. And so you have to make a decision. There's nobody that's going to come and save you. There's no one going to come on their white fucking charger to come and give you all the answers. No one is going to solve your fucking problems for you. It's only you. <laughs> yeah. And so it starts with you going, 
oh and this is what happened when I got to 40 what I realized is I kept doing the same thing expecting a different result and I was like mm, I'm going round and round in circles here I'm not getting anywhere and I fast-tracked it to 10 years on I went if I don't sort my shit out my rest of my life is going to be really terrible. So I, the way that I teach my methodology is that there's seven uh, soul lessons. The first one is awareness. So one, we have to start to become aware of how we're showing up in life. That could take a whole year, two years, just in awareness. Just like, I, and it's awareness. There's two things that tack onto it. Awareness is curiosity. So you become more curious about yourself. Two is learning that you will probably harden yourself. And so learning to become aware that you're hard on yourself and not labeling it and falling down the rabbit hole. Oh, I'm being hard on myself right now. Oh, isn't that interesting? I wonder why I'm being hard on myself. You see, mm -hmm. so you're stopping the flow of your thoughts, which take you down into a spiral of despair. And three is lighten the fuck up because most women take themselves too seriously. They're mm -hmm. living up in their heads. They're up here all the time. They're not connected with their bodies. Um, and you're overthinking everything, overanalyzing everything, looking at everything in a black and white way, uh, trying to fix everything, which where the way I teach the different lifestyle is like, oh, this is what's happening right now. What do I need? What do I need and how can I give that to myself? So it's it's real like learning your sovereignty or in psychotherapy. Or... I've definitely seen you seen you almost seen that you go through that. I've sort of seen you evolve and 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 go through those there's times where you'll make a shift or a change or when you started going out to Turkey and then you go back again and you started to realize what your needs were, what what made you tick, what actually helped you and made you be this better version of who you are and you were really listening to yourself. See, see what what you come up against. This is what I see with my clients over and over again, and I came up against it myself. Is the way that women have been taught, brainwashed by our patriarchy, by our generational upbringing, by our upbringing, by the peers that you surround yourself, by the TV that you watch, is that women, and it's a silent message but it will get, it's sublime, it will just get pushed through to you, is that women have to put their needs last and look after everybody else. And if you put your needs first, then you're selfish. And how dare you do that? So I've always been, so I've always done what the fuck I want to do. And I didn't do it in such an adult way before, you know, I was like, fuck this, I'm gonna do this. And I caused a lot of carnage in my life. But what women will come up against again and again as they start to navigate what they want and so there was a question i can't remember it was before we started recording it's like what if you don't know what you want well i would start with what you don't want i don't want to uh, lose myself in relationships i don't want to have any money i don't want to be spoken to this way i want i don't want to feel exhausted and then you start to flip that into what you want so you always start with what you don't want but also you've got to look at the values and the morals and the ethics that your family have taught you how you should go through the world so should you should always be the caretaker you should be the good girl you should do this before you do this you can't possibly put yourself there so you've got to be able to challenge your inherent conditioning so you can't, so starting with what you don't want and what you want is good, but you've got to go backtrack it 
to how you've been conditioned mm. because it's the conditioning that is going to trip you up and there's no easy way to go through it there's no easy and i don't care who's out there going i've got this i can teach you how to do this what what you have to do is to be able to navigate it very slowly and choose a different path and that will push you up against feeling guilty thinking that you're wrong you don't know what to do you want somebody else to tell you what to do and this is all signs of your maturity this is why most of the people you need some kind of support from someone whether it's private or in a membership or you know you need support but ultimately you're the one who has to make the decisions and what most women don't do they don't make the, the decisions without consulting everybody else or their opinions have been tainted by everybody else around them so when and they see their self-worth right and how they value themselves yeah because then you can take this back into i was talking about worth and value I was teach I'm teaching a group course on midlife relationships and dating at the moment. <sighs> Confidence is an action. Value is an action. Worthiness is an action. Okay. You don't just become worthy. You you're the one who has to see your worth and so most women don't see their worth right so this is convoluted so it's going to be this has got a lot most women don't see their worth because they don't even see themselves yeah they don't even see themselves um we we've been brainwashed to look at this world through the male gaze right the male gaze is women are objectified we're valued for our looks our body our youth our skinniness so one you have to go fuck I'm looking at myself through the male gaze then two this is what I see time and time again women do not pay reverence or respect to their past experiences. They will just carry on and get on with it. This probably is rooted in childhood upbringing and conditioning around, you go to mummy, you go, mummy, I've cut my finger, it's bleeding. Oh, don't worry about it, you've got nine other fingers, get on with it. <laughs> oh, mummy, mummy, I'm really sad. There's nothing to be sad about, get on with it. Mummy, 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 I've lost my best toy. I don't know what you're moaning about. You've got 3,000 other toys in your bedroom. Just go and pick one of those up. What that taught a child, what that taught you is that your needs are unworthy to be met. You are not worthy to get your needs met. You're, it's like you cannot get your needs met. Stop moaning about it. How that transfers into adulthood is a woman will go through an abusive relationship, get beaten the shit out of, 
uh, have all her money, I'm talking about myself, have all her money taken from her, have her boyfriend hide 500 pills in the house, have her rolled up in a duvet, beat the shit out of, she gets him put into prison and she doesn't even cry about it. She just gets on with it. She goes, yeah, that's, that's fine. No problem. Moves on. Didn't cry, didn't fucking touch me. Look at me, independent woman. I can get on with that. No problem. And then enters another abusive relationship and another abusive relationship it looks like um not being happy with my body but just like throwing up sticking my fingers down my throat and then just carrying on just like oh it's it's nothing you know this is what people do it's like just carrying on it's like having an addiction to cocaine it's no problem nothing to see here i'm just going to carry on until i fucking have a massive breakdown and really fucking end my life it's it looks like the denial of your existence the denial of your existence. How do people change that past? Because you can't change the past. You don't change your past. You don't change your past. You, you, one, you have to work with a therapist and you honor the past. You have to under, this is what I say. You have to, this is only for the women that are curious about doing things differently. If you don't want to do things differently, good luck. Carry on. Get on with it. You probably won't even be listening to this podcast, right? So. That rules out a load of people, a load of people. So we don't have to worry about them. What we're worried about and concerned about are the people that want to do things differently. Great. Give yourself a fucking pat on the back. Like, I want to do things differently. Most women won't even do that. Oh, that's not enough. I'm not, you know, I need to be changed. Because you're always thinking about what you should be doing. No, you have to meet yourself where you are right here, right now. In therapy, you always meet a client where they're at. I see you. I hear you. Fuck, that sounds hard. Mm. I'm with you. You have to create the environment for healing, which is those three things. Yes? And you have to learn to offer that to yourself. So one, it's like, oh, I want to do things differently. Two, I want to get to know who I am and why I do the things I do. You never have to root around in your past, but it always comes from your childhood. So it's like, Oh, I see that now. I can see that that thread is there. So I know I can't change that. Well, this is what we all have to do. We have to learn to reparent the inner child, the little girl that's in us that still thinks her needs aren't worthy to be met, that she is not important. There it is. These are the words that she's not important. She's not loved. She's Mm -hmm. only loved when she ignores her needs and gets on with it. Right. Mm. So can you see how this transfers into your into your adulthood? I'm I'm only loved when I ignore my needs and I make you happy by ignoring my needs. No, you're going to parents for a long, for a long, long time. Yeah, massively. Yeah. And when I started to, to, to stop fulfilling what what one particular wanted, um, I, I was they went into victim mode and I was always, I was, I was the bad, I was a bad guy or they blamed my husband um, because he was an easy scapegoat. Um, so it's an interesting sort of spiral of. Yeah. So it's, you've got to want to do things differently. You're probably 99.99% going to need some support somewhere. Right. The other thing is people, and as you start to change, people are highly invested in your old identity. People are always going to be invested in your old identity because they got things from that old identity. As you start to shift, like your parents, 
they're going to get really narky. And what tends to happen, it's the drama triangle. There's always a perpetrator and there's a victim, right? Sorry. And then there's a saviour. Then there's a saviour as well. <laughs> Fucking drama triangle. So it's this acknowledgement. So no, for the ones who want to do things differently, you've got to learn. You've got to really learn about this stuff. This stuff rolls off my tongue now like it's second mm. nature. Most people have no idea about this. So you've got to be willing to learn more about human behavior, human nature, why you do the things you do, and be willing to tread the path, which is going to be really fucking challenging to do things differently. And but the ultimate goal for you is that you live your life according to your rules, not the rules dictated by the matrix, by your mum and dad, by generations before you um you know bear in mind we're still carrying through this generational trauma of the witches that were burnt at the stake because these were just wily women that opened their mouths and said what they 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 meant they they what they wanted to say and so still now women won't open their mouths for fear of being ostracized so this this is where i say come back to the value bit right women won't ask for what they need because when we were children we first learned how to get our sense of belonging. Now, belonging is human nature. We're going to want to belong, right? It is yeah, a vital piece, yeah? yeah? And also we learn how we were lovable. So if uh, my was, if I shut up and suppress my needs yeah. and do what mummy says, I'm lovable. I'm a good girl. Mummy loves me, right? Yeah. The thing is, you take that in and what happens from childhood, let's get you up to 45, you've repeated these patterns over and over again, over and over again. You've grooved them into your fucking psyche. There's a great book by Stephen Cope. He talks about the philosophy of yoga and he says, your patterns, imagine an old dusty field and there's a cart and a horse running through it, walking through it every single day for all your life, right? Since you first started those patterns, those grooves are going to be fucking deep, deep. Now you're going to come along with the help of somebody to start grooving new tracks in, new pathways, new ways of doing your life. These grooves are never going to be as deep as these, ever. So it's really easy, this is where the perfectionists get fucked up, to slip back. Yet that is part of the parcel. I have not, apart from giving up coke, I gave up coke in 2008, cocaine, um, with the alcohol, I have gone forward and back with alcohol between two, the, 2008 and now, and I will probably continue to do that. And I'm okay with that. I'm not looking for per perfectionism. Mm. I'm looking to learn more about myself with my relationship with alcohol, right? The whole relationship with my body. I used to hate my body. I'm still on that journey now, and I will be forever. And it's not about this one track. It's about learning this kindness, this curiosity. It's like, Oh, I slipped back to this pathway. I wonder why I did that. Um, and there's going to be many reasons why. So value, learning to value ourselves, learning to see our own self-worth, our own value comes by us doing the things that we really want to do it's like our soul really wants to do and it's hard and we're going to be fucking up and then learning to be with ourselves within that fuck up and not berating ourselves but like choosing to learn from it and being kind 
worthiness and value comes through your actions, your different choices that you make over a period of time. Worthiness and value doesn't come just by you asking for what you need once and getting it. Worthiness comes from you being knocked back again and again and again and again, fucking up over and over and over again and be able to pick yourself up and be with yourself and choosing to learn from that experience and carry on. Like I think I'm in six or seven years this time round of my online business. Fuck, even this year I've made mistakes. I fuck it. I went I chose a niche. I was like, I'm gonna focus on dating, changed everything, um, went down this niche, worked with someone. Um, and I always have to remember when I work with someone, just like take what I need and then just like we're done here. Uh, because marketeers will talk bullshit. Everyone will talk, go oh, just carry on, just keep going, everything's gonna come around the court. No, 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 it no, it does not doesn't happen like that you're the one who has to extract what you need figure out what's working what's not it's no one else's responsibility they don't give a fucking shit it's not their business but and then i realized i was like oh i don't feel good i feel exhausted i feel like i'm pushing a boulder up the hill this is no longer fun for me bear in mind i've had six or seven years experimenting with how my business runs online my business for me what it's it's challenging all the time like i put a lot of effort into it but it's like when it feels like it's really hard work and i get really serious i'm like something's not right here and then i just pulled the plug i was just like fuck it. i'm not going to talk about dating anymore i changed everything i changed everything and then i just fucking changed it back and this was the first time my Nobody sister- noticed. Like, I, I didn't i didn't notice that. i just thought you had a focus for over a few months no, no, one, see, no one fucking gives a shit no one's okay. it was too busy over in their world my assistant went she's worked with me for five years she went fucking hell, that was the easiest one that you've ever done the easiest fuck up you've ever done and i was like yeah who gives a shit whatever let's yeah. just carry on whereas before let's dig into two, two questions yeah. right something i, I want to just sort of pick your brains on um because we've both been in the i, I wouldn't call myself an online world but i've seen a lot and i've massively stepped back um from all of it um over the last few years I stepped into it and then I went no thank you very much and ran away as quickly as I could um so two things um the first thing is linking into that worthiness and when you link the worthiness and the external you've simplified your life but online there's a lot of from a wealth perspective that you've got to show up and look a certain way you know I have no makeup on I intentionally don't wear makeup because I feel, and I do have makeup on certain photo shoots, etc. but I feel like I want to be authentic and I want to look, my, I, this is how I look every day. I want to show up as, as myself. Um, I don't want to put a whole like bit load of makeup on just so that when I look in the camera, I feel good about myself. I should be able to look in the camera and feel okay about myself. And if I'm not, then there's something else going on. That's a bit of a side note. What I'm trying to get at is that there's a way that we have to show up and whether it's you know you're on a yacht or on you're on a plane or you're driving a certain car or your backdrop looks a certain way or you've bought the latest shoes and you know I find a lot of it is fake if I'm honest because um a lot of it is all about external validation so that you have a lot of women that are starting businesses that are in their business 
and they're being told they need to charge 10 grand if you want to come across that you're actually anything decent you should be charging this and you should be charging that and then you've got other women that are just not charging enough and it's just such a when you add what you've just said and then you add online business into the mix oh my god it's just like toxic layer after toxic layer after toxic layer and you've just described you know you you, you realize because you you've been doing this a while that there was you needed to change you needed to switch and change and then when you're in environments that are toxic they aren't giving you honest feedback they're only selling whatever it is they're selling you and in all honesty the longer they've got you in their group uh program they can sell you something else and they're just all just selling I'm not saying they're all pyramid schemes, but to some respects, it's almost like everyone's just selling to each other and making money off the back of each other. So when you're in this place of not being worthy and then you're in this toxic, possibly environment, I'm not saying all coaches, all, all masterminds are like that, but you have to be very careful who you follow and who you who you met, who mentors you. How do you start to see the signs? What are the red flags? You described to yourself that it was feeling heavy and hard, but there are times in business where you do need to knuckle down a little bit and it is hard work. So how do you know in yourself to trust that instinct? Fuck up. Fuck up. <laughs> you, you're going to fuck up. Good luck. Good luck. And honestly, I, I do not... Uh, I, like I said, I'm, I'm X amount of years on into this. Um... I do not know how anyone fucking gets started nowadays, right? Because it's even harder online now. It's oversaturated. Um, the thing is, here's the other thing. You don't know that you're unworthy. You don't know that you don't value yourself. Sometimes you overvalue yourself. Your ego is driven, right? Driving you. You don't know that. It's If you really want to get ahead in business, get to know you mm. work with someone that can open doors into your self-awareness the more you are self-aware and autonomous in you the less people are going to take advantage of you right yeah right so it's all about your self-awareness your willingness to look at yourself through a mirror and i honestly that is that's a long-term journey that's, That's like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, I remember the first business I ran online was 35, right? So uh, 17 years ago, I have been stung by three coaches, all of them were going, you've got to charge loads of money. And I did and I never fucking earned anything. And what the first time I was bankrupt, um, that and it ruined me, I just had another fucking meltdown and a, break, a, a mental breakdown. Um, this, I can't remember the second time, uh, but, uh, but over the period of the time I've done it, I've worked with so many people, so many people, and I've always learned something, even if it's, I'm never going to do it. There are shitloads of coaches that just coach coaches. Um, and, but this is my thing is like, I can't tell people, nor can you, because if they're hell bent on thinking that this woman over here with all the glossy stuff, uh, what's there's one called uh, Alpha something, right? And so they, they, she gets everyone sucked into her. But if you want to be sucked into that, then good luck, because you're going to be spat out. You're going to lose a shit ton of money. Uh, but we can't tell you that. You're the one if you're hell bent on doing it. Um, but also the other thing is that if you're 
if you're open and you're doing the work on yourself, then you are going to learn about yourself and you're probably going to be brought down to your knees more than once. Like yeah. every year I'm brought down to my knees with this online business. Every fucking year I'm brought down to my knees by this business. Um, but slowly over the years, I just keep, sa I'm saving my money. I do not spend all my money like I used to. So I've, at least I've got a buffer now. Yeah. Um, and, but the thing is as well, it's taken me since 35 to 52, 17 years of me honing my craft, of talking about my craft. Of I'm walking the walk as well, I will walking, say. Slowly walking the walk into it. My, I am now embodied in my work for me to own value. Like my shit fucking works. I will stand behind it. I never stood behind it, but I still fucking got up there. Brené Brown says, I think she says something about don't mock people that are getting up in the ring and fucking oh, saying yeah, I love that talk. Yeah, because yeah, because you're out there and this is the only way. This is the way that you build self-worth by yeah. doing the things that you um, don't want to do. That Yeah, people are going to ridicule you. I remember when, so the things that I would choose, right? So, so looking back, this is what I would choose. If you're running an online business, learn strategy. Learn fucking strategy. Learn how to do ads. Learn how to launch. Learn how to grow an audience. Learn how to market. So all the things, the strategy, go back to masculine and feminine, right? The masculine is the riverbanks, right? The masculine is the riverbanks. The feminine is the fucking water in the middle of it, right? You cannot run a business from your feminine. I don't care how many feminine fucking coaches are floating around and fucking captain telling you can. You cannot. You need strategy. And they've all got fucking strategy. They've all got motherfucking oh, strategy. They, oh, they so have. Right, like, so you watch any of those fuckers online, they go, oh, you just need to lean back, listen to your pussy. Fuck off. If I listen to my pussy, I'll be fucking everybody in Turkey. Fuck that. Did you know you've got seven wisdom centers in your body? Seven wisdom centers. Your pussy's just one of them. Like, fuck off. Listen to your fucking pussy. Just listen to your pussy. No, and the thing is as well, as you go perimenopause, everything's fucking changing. Why listen to your fucking pussy? Your libido's fucking out the window anyway. You've got to cultivate it right so it's like bullshit these fuckers are bullshitting and the thing the way that i was looking at it if i'm sitting on my therapist chair which i don't choose to do anymore i don't run a practice i choose to work online i i would never sit across from a client i'm highly trained and go mm, you need to lean back mm, listen to your pussy mm. <laughs> What does that even mean? Right? I'm not so, sure how I would do that. I, exactly. I, my logical brain is like, I, no, I, it's, I don't, it's exactly. I don't so the way that I would do it is, you know, you have intuition. You will always have intuition and your job is to hone your intuition is to go, Oh, I really recognize. So go back to the recognizing of oneself. You start to recognize your intuition. Oh, I had a feeling there and I followed it up and it went somewhere. Oh, that was really interesting. So you only, you, what you recognize. No, so true. You're, I know, you know, you know, it's right. But just as you're saying that, that's something that I, I had some big decisions to make in the last year or two. And I was up in my head, like you described, and I'm an analyst. I analyze funds, money, clients, everything. So, um, but that's not 
if that's not the whole part of me I actually that's just part of who I am mm-hmm. but when I was making business decisions I could very much I'm very strategic and yeah. um I, I I think I I started eight months ago started making plans which should come into fruition next month I've spent eight months of planning this to happen and yeah. it's not something that just oh I'll just 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 do this and but I really had to sit back and say to myself okay I need I, I need to come out of my head I was so in my head I was making myself ill um, I couldn't think straight I, I just I didn't even know who I was and I looked myself in the mirror and I said and I'm going to swear I don't use I do swear personally but not normally through work occasions but I mean you're a bad influence style what can I say but I looked in the mirror and I went who the fuck are you who who are you no like who are you who are you you are more than this you are some you are bigger than this you are better than this you the version of you that you know you can be you are not on that path right now you are stepping that stepping away not moving forward with it and so I started to make some decisions because I was being bullied by an organ by a large corporate organization it made me small it made me think small it made me be small it made me feel so vulnerable but not in a good way um and I listened to my intuition I went with my gut it was freaking scary. It's been a scary time for me because I just didn't know what was really going to happen. I was dealing with this large corporate that could literally do or say anything at any time. And as soon as I was released from them, I just knew in my body that I'd done the right thing and everything felt lighter and better. And and ever since then, it's not 100% there. I'm nearly there. Um, next month, it will sort of be more finalised. And already, um, this is a really weird thing to tell you, but I, for example, I started to think, do you know what? I, I, I should be a dog walker. Like, I don't want to just be a financial advisor. I want to I want to do other stuff as well. But I, I have no idea what that looks like, what that feels like, how that practical that is. And then somebody posted in our local village group saying they were looking for a puppy sitter. And so I put my, my daughter's name forward. But actually on the day, she's at school. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to go and this like this gorgeous, like, I don't know, 10 week old puppy in the middle of the day. I'm going to go financial advisor to puppy sitter and then back to being financial advisor. Because you know what? That fills me. That fills me with love and greatness. And why can't I do both? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just wanted to tell you that little story because it's because yeah, just- like you just perfectly. Yeah, you perfectly like explained listening to your intuition and also challenging yourself. And I want to bring up the challenging part, challenging yourself when the chips are down. It's like everything's getting too much. And this is why I say the way we're talking is not for every woman. It's for the woman who wants to do things differently. And every decision I've ever had to make that leaps me into another stratosphere has been really fucking hard really hard so I hear you and I hear you around wanting something different and I really resonate with wanting to look after a puppy why wouldn't you it's like a beautiful unconditional love moment where you can just be with this other being and just love it up I mean it completely gets you out your head it's the opposite and that's See, what you've said as well, and you're a perfect example, because of your job, you're up in your head all the time. The thing is, I'm up in my head all the time. I'm, oh, see, the base level for all human beings is not calm or centeredness, it's vigilance, right? Mm -hmm. Our nervous system is on vigilance. We're always fucking looking out for the next thing. 
I've kind of come to terms with that. I'm vigilant. I like being vigilant, right? Because here's the other thing is, you don't know what's coming around the corner. However much you plan and strategize, oh, yeah. Never you have no one knows. And I don't give a shit. And people go, oh, listen to the universe. Put it out to the universe. The fucking universe is inside you. It's like, oh, I asked the universe. It's like, motherfucker, the universe is you. You're asking you. There's nothing outside you. It's all in you. And this so is the point. I wanted to yeah. ask you two things earlier, and we touched on one. The second thing is a little bit around what you're just saying, and then we could probably talk for hours. I try to keep my podcast around an hour or so, um, but you it's always so good with you. I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to keep us too short and cut, cut you short at all. Um, but what I also see a lot of is not so much, you know, ask the universe and you'll get it or manifestation and you'll get it because actually a lot of that to me when I hear it and see it and read it is about knowing yourself, uh, knowing your worth, asking for what you, you, you want in yourself and putting the steps in place to actually receive them. Um, it doesn't just drop from the sky. And I know there are people that believe, you know, in, in, in more than that, but that's just where my head is. I, be, I do lean into that universe element because it, it actually puts me mentally in a good place to know what to what to ask for. So I'm not actually sure if most of it is more psychological than anything else. Um, but that sort of then also follows into this piece of um, and this is not when I say this is people who are possibly going to think that I'm picking on this individual person that's come up with this term and I'm not. Um, but it's the um, up leveling. So finance, like there's a financial money, there's a money coach that's, that started with this and it's been picked up by lots of different people where you start to upgrade things. It could be your toothbrush or it could be, you know, how you fly and, you know, do you go first class, business class kind of thing, the car that you drive, because those things will make you, will light you up, make you feel good about yourself. And that's meant to, you know, then create more money somehow. And, I'm, I'm not saying that there isn't a part like I need to change. Um, there's something in my bedroom that when I walk into my bedroom, it's the, the thing that's <laughs> the thing that goes around the bottom of the base of the bed that covers the bed. And my old cat scratched the base of my bed. It made it look really tatty. So I've got this thing that covers it and I need to replace it because that's now looking tatty as well. I don't want to get a new bed because it's a really expensive bed. It's just got some frayed edges to it. So there's no point replacing it. But I keep saying to myself, I really need to change it. My car, I, I, I need to clean my car. I've got horses, there's mud in it. Every time I get in my car, I think, oh. And I can understand those up levels, right? Because I'm thinking, well, um, you know, that, that annoys me every time I walk into the bedroom. Every time I get in the car, those things annoy me. I can understand those upgrades, but I'm, I just can't quite get my head around how, you know, flying a certain business car right. or whatever. Okay, so it's all bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. Even what you said is bullshit, right? So he'd go, it's bullshit. So the only reason things are annoying you is because you've decided that they're annoying you. There's a, there's a paradox, right? It's like, this is the way that I would look at it. And I am going to go on to the up-leveling because I do something similar, but there's way more to it. And this is, this is what happens with it. You get these one-dimensional fucking coaches that only teach to that much depth. My work is depth work. So I understand all the nuances underneath. So the thing with your bedroom, right? This is the way that I would look at it rather than it annoying me or thinking there's something wrong with it. It's like, oh, there's something going on with my bed. It's frayed. The cat's got it. I don't really like it yet at the moment i am not it's not a priority to change it it's not a priority at the moment in my life so i'm going to cover it up 
and just leave it and it's all good it's all good my car full with mud i love my horses love them i see them nearly every day look mud is going to get in my car all the time do you know what it is what it is it's probably one of the best sayings it is what it is i had a car from brand new it was a volkswagen beetle bought it brand new uh 20 odd years ago i kept it till this year kept it this year and i've worked with so many coaches you need to up level and i was like nah i paid for that car it's still running it's great it's 16 years old windows don't shut the electronic roof no longer works i'm like but i love this fucking car this car is the nuts i love this car it gets me to a to b i don't have to pay any money on it i haven't got any finance this is fucking great no, the only time i've got yeah yeah, this is the, the only time I got rid of it when I went back in the winter and it turned into a swimming pool because the windows don't shut, right? So I was like, <laughs> bye-bye, my sweet friend. I never gave my car a name, but I'm like, bye-bye, sweet friend. Bye-bye, see you later, right? So no, I don't... So the up-leveling... So I do a course called The Love Affair, which is all about learning how to date yourself, turn yourself on. One of the things is all about the little things in your house. Like... I was not asking them to spend a lot of money because I have a respect around people's monies and budgets. But I was like, when you, when I first moved here, hang on, let me see if I can get it. Wait, wait, wait. Give me a second. Hang on. You don't, you don't. She's on one. She's doing it. We have live training here with Starman Row. Right. The moment. When I when I got here. I had, it's because I'm renting, right? And you know what? I go over and over my head all the time. I'm like, oh, should I be in a bigger place? Because this is teeny tiny, right? But it's perfect for me. I'm like, I have to remember my values. My values are I want to save way more money every single month and spend it. I love it. Look at that. I want to save way more. I've just got to say, that's I know. <laughs> I know. And if I want to spend more money, then I've got to earn more money. So anyway, so the little things. So when I got into this apartment, I just had the keys on a plastic key ring. And every time I held the plastic key ring, I'm like, oh, I don't like that. So I went off and bought like a little sparkly thing. These things are dirt cheap in Turkey, like it's a pound. But every time I hold my keys, I'm like, oh, I like it. It makes me very happy, right? Things like that. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So things like, yes, things like I, for me, I like to have a good duvet on my bed and like nice pillowcases. So that's essential, but I still wouldn't fucking spend a shit ton of money because there's certain things that I'll have, I'll budget down and other things that I will spend a lot of money on. So yes, all these things make me feel happier, more content, but they are not, um, it's not ever going to stop the bad times coming in. It's not ever going to stop um, shit happening around the corner. There's no guarantees people are making stuff up just because I've leveled my key ring. Oh, does that mean now I can, I've got more money? Come? No, that's bullshit. It's along with astrology, which I think is absolutely bullshit too. It's rubbish, right? It All it is is I change the key ring and it makes me happier. Stop making fucking stories up about stuff. Stop making stories up about stuff. That's all I've done. I will walk into my house and my house makes me feel happy. This is where I live, right? There's no guarantee because I feel happy and I've made things nicer that there's anything else. You're just making bullshit up. You could have the narrative that, oh, I feel happier than that 
I'm going to be in a better place to make money and stuff like that. But again, that still is no guarantee that shit's going to come around the corner and you're going to be in a bad mood tomorrow. Whereas, whereas what I would think, this is how I teach, is that you need to know you every single day every single day you need to know your emotional state every single day and you need not to let your emotional state dictate what you do every single day i am not going to be in a high vibe fucking amazing state every single day most days i'm pretty grumpy most days this week i'm tired right but i don't let it skew what i do i have a routine that i keep to i market i talk i do my business i keep to my budgets i don't overspend because i'm feeling tired or grumpy um i go and do my exercise can you see it's, it's bigger than that it's like it's the tiny things that you do every single day over a period of time that are going to determine what your life looks like. Not because you just made your fucking house happy. Yeah. Not because you up leveled your fucking car and now you've got a fucking lease that you didn't need. And now you're paying out 500, 500 quid or $500 every single month on a car you didn't really need because you had Don't a even car. get me started on that. Don't, I mean, there's right? so, so many people I know that, yeah, they're driving really nice cars, but they can't pay their mortgage. You know, it's just... So I think people's values, I believe people's values are skewed. I people's, people's values are skewed. Again, another reason why I moved here, because it's simple. There's no department stores. There's nothing. There's no Amazon. I can no longer spend my money willy-nilly. There's nothing here to do it. There's no void. There's the voids. I'm taking out the voids. If you want to be a good human, you have to learn about yourself and the voids that you choose to ignore yourself. Um, and so she's just made it up into so even when I do the, the love affair and they're doing a daily assignment, what, what I found by doing the course and getting them to do different things, say, let's call it up leveling, right? What I found was that there was resistance to them doing it. And then we unpick the resistance. And then under there is, I don't make myself a priority. I feel guilty making myself a priority. I don't really like myself. I'm using dating as an avoidance to fill my feelings. Then I can go in and we can go and deal with that. That's what the up leveling coach, she has not got the skills to go underneath to underneath. She's fucking people over mm. left, right and center. The other thing I want to add, because we did touch on it and we didn't answer the question is there's many coaches out there that will tell you to charge a high amount. And there's loads of people that charge a low amount. This is the best advice I've ever learned. Price your stuff to sell to get off the shelves. Price it to get it off the shelves. Price it to get off the shelves. So I'd always go lower. So the thing is, though, for me, if you follow me, my prices go up and down like a fucking whore's knickers, right? So, but I realized that I'm like, well, I'm not getting any sales from that price. Okay, I'll bring it back down again. No problem. That's fine. There's a kind of cap on my private work. So there's a limit. I will not work for, I won't get out of bed for this and I won't get out of bed yeah. for that. My courses, I was charging a lot of money for my courses a couple of years ago. Then I was like, oh, stop being such a dickhead. Angel numbers. Don't get me going with those fucking angel numbers. <laughs> Don't get me going with those angel numbers. Or oh, one, 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 one. What does oh, that three, mean? Three, 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 three. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It's, but I, I did it. I've done that. And then I'm just like, no. So 
I have a price for my membership and I'm like, no, that's firm on my membership. I also, for my courses, I played around with prices and because I want to get, I want to sell them. I don't want it to sit there. I don't want people to audience a hundred percent. You know, if I, if I, um, I put an offer out about a year ago that oh, if someone came to me with like 20, 30 grand, which is a lot of money, but you know, in financial services, I'm normally mm-hmm. dealing with hundreds and thousands, if not millions, mm-hmm. because more ta- more money, more tax problems, more money, more shit to deal with. Trust me. It, so many people come to me and say, oh, yeah, I've got all this money and it just feels like a burden. Like, <laughs> care for what you wish yeah. for, people. Yeah. Um, anyway, 495 is what it's just put it up to 595. So you've got 20, 30 grand. You don't have to go on some course and learn how to invest. You don't need to know if you've took the right risk or if it's a good performing portfolio I'll do it all for you I'll tell you where to put it I'll even set it up for you done but I'm not going to charge 200 quid for that because I know my value I know my worth and I well hang on no 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 Let let me backtrack I know my value and my worth means nothing right so if I unpack that with you is I know how much time and energy I need to put into that. And this is the price that I'm valuing my time and my energy. Can you see the difference? So that makes sense to people. That's you and I talk, you and I, we think the same. We have to talk a language that I understand. Online world, I don't even know what they're talking about after time. Most of them don't, it's called, it's word salad. They're just saying a load of shit and they're not saying anything. Yeah. They're not saying anything. For my side of the industry, we sort of slip into like a solicitor's situation where it's like, oh, it takes me this much time, hmm. therefore I'll charge you X. But the thing is, some clients can take, I need to give them more time than others. So I, yeah. and I'd rather do a fixed fee and then they know exactly where they stand. And so I've, it averages out. Some people end up, I end, up, I end up spending more time with them and others I don't. So it just evens See, out. That's the other thing as well. And you won't, if you're new in the world of, of online, is you don't know all this because you have to go out there and you have to go and make mistakes. You have to go and promote something and sell it. And then you have to realize you, and if you're, so for me, I'm selling my methodology. I've created something. So I'm coming out of the schooling system, which is telling me I've got to teach this way or this way. It's mm. taken me years to be able to stand behind my methodology. Years behind, and it's like so. It's and you only get that over time. And what most people don't is they're not patient. They don't haven't no. practiced the art of patience. Um, yeah. It's it's you've got to understand who you are and why you do the things you do. You've got to work with someone because, and I'm not plugging myself. It could be anybody, but you've got to have someone to mirror back your bullshit. Because what people are really good at, they're really good at bullshitting themselves and denying yeah their their reality i said that to my daughter don't believe your own bullshit sweetheart because <laughs> exactly. i'm not i don't believe it so stop kidding yourself <laughs> exactly the, yeah, the other people as well that are charging like tens of thousands they're working with coaches that are charging tens of thousands hundreds of thousands i am not in that world at all do not want anything to do with it it is a weird weird world weird world I, I some, somehow comes to mind is like careful who you step on um, on your way up because you never know what, who you're going to land on when you're way down. And, and the- I, I see so many of these. I mean, you, you're 17 years. I'm, I think, a 12 or 13. And there's always like a an it girl <laughs> or an it yeah. man. And they come and That's go. It. They literally come and go. I, I, I could tell you who they were five, six years ago. I don't even can't, you know. Then I, I'm there not you go. 
So then for me is there's always going to be another it person. There's always going to be another it person. But if you, for me, because I'm always looking at human behavior, they're always doing the same thing. They've always got a slick marketing. This is why those feminine coaches, their strategy is down on point. Point. They're not just wafting up to Instagram, posting a picture. They know what they're doing. They are skilled. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, there's always going to be somebody else around the corner. And the thing is, the only people that they are going to hook in are the people that think there's a quick fix, there's a formula, there's a strategy that you follow to get success. There's not. No. I like, I like I would reiterate, learn the basics. And if you and learn the basics, and for me, I need to know how to do all the basics myself. I'm not outsourcing anything. I need to know how to do my ads. I need to know how to do this. It's because I'm in charge. I know how to tweak things, the dial. Yeah. Sometimes it is only a tweak on the dial. It's not like yeah, a I big think people. I think a lot of people outsource too quickly because- Yes, I did that. Yeah, outsource too quickly. And then, so then when you're overseeing something, you don't really understand what you're overseeing. Oh, I've done that. Um, I've done that. That's, 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 we could go into a whole new business. We should do like, Becky and Sky on business, I don't know, business do business. We do Sky. business fuck ups next time. I'll do that. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Well, yeah. I've, lo- I've loved having you on. And um, you. I, I just need to sort of almost ask a question and off, you're like a little firecracker and off, off you go. It's amazing. And uh, we never know, you never know what's going to come out. The, the um, when you, you'll probably cut this off, but or if you don't, but if you, when you upload this, I've got a couple of videos, one on what I think about manifestation, because manifestation coaches are bull, bullshit, bullshit. It's, I've got one on what I believe, exactly. <laughs> but, well, it's, but it is literally fucking up over and over again and be able to, being humbled, brought down to your knees and getting back up and going, how can I learn? What do I need to do now? Uh, the money I've spent, online it's it's a bit i think online is one of the biggest things like your money just goes that's where you've got to be yeah really careful i I don't don't, anything i'm spending any money on at the moment is these podcasts being created and um i'm spending five grand on my regulated website um which i'm paying over a period of time i'm working with a lady i've worked with for seven years so i know her really well she manages my website for me anyway i have very very good seo so I don't have to be online. I'm, I'm I, you know, I, I use Google. Nice. Um, Ooh, nice. So yeah, it's um, all the basics. And to, it's, I think for me, it's working out what works for you. What works for one coach won't work yeah. for another coach. So for, for one me, won't work for another business. Yeah. So for me, every morning I do at least two hours of marketing every single yeah. morning yeah. and yeah. I pay for ads. Okay. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Do ads. I've got an ad that goes out because uh, your reach is like non-existent and so but some people say i could be lucky but it's lucky is when commitment and opportunity coincide so i've got the, yeah so these ads are going out uh just to like a constant outreach right so then i'll pull in then it's like the they then there's a whole funnel that they go through and all i'm doing is just replaying my stuff on instagram but then i managed to put out something and it went viral it's gone viral so that and that is but but viral stuff is not gonna uh, my money what it does it just pushes my reach out you see ads and that kind of thing um and sort of video content does and i repurpose these podcasts 
Um, but um, ads don't work. Even though I was running like an online version of my business and doing, you know, teaching people how to do stuff and teaching the money management and things. Um, it, it never quite worked for me and I did it for too long like I tried it and tested it for too long it just that's not how people wanted to buy from me yeah, fair enough. Um, and it, I spent years trying to flog a dead flog a dead horse type yeah, so to speak and um, for, for, for me it took me yeah it took me a long time to learn that and so now I focus on value content there's a great book by a lady called Bryony Thomas um, which is watertight marketing and um, she's more of a conventional marketer rather than just an online marketer. Nice. Um, and so I started sending a copy of my book to my clients. It's really simple thing, really simple thing. And my, my, someone on my team was like, why are you doing that? Like, that, uh, why are you doing that? That's like your book. It's your, what they should be paying for it. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. You miss my, my business is all about relationships, referrals, yeah. recommendations, nurturing people, looking after people. So what a great way to send a free copy of my book to help them on even more in what mm -hmm. I'm going to be helping them with. Um, so I think it's figuring out what works for you. And that just takes trial and error and um, okay. trusting yourself. Yes. Loved having you on board. I'm going to say goodbye and over and out. Thanks for having us. And you're obviously, please go and check Scott Star out. She's always up to something. Um, and um, I'll be putting the links below so you can go and check her out and find her on TikTok or wherever you choose. Thank you. Love. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. Our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on pensions, investments, mortgages, insurances on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast.